This is Kristen Smith, and you're listening to the Destination Begin podcast. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. I hope this finds you well. It's a crazy world out there, you guys. Ha! And if you're like me, uh, there's not a whole lot else to talk about. I have so many podcasts that I want to make and different topics to discuss and lots of requests for different topics, but I just feel like it's silly and irrelevant to talk about anything else right now. It's a big deal. Um, and it's sobering and what we're all dealing with is uncharted territory. And depending on where you are in the United States, you're either social distancing or you have a shelter in place order or you're under full quarantine. I think some places are, and, um, it's, it's big. I don't know anybody who isn't incredibly affected in ways that no one ever really saw coming. So we have to talk about it. Right. Um, but I hope this finds you well, mind, body, and spirit. And, um, you know, we're going to get through this. America, um, we are tough. We've been through tough stuff and we're full of tough people and we're going to be okay. And um, I'm always reminded of this line in this movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. I can't remember any of the things. I should look this stuff up before I quote stuff. But basically, anyway, a character in a movie one time said, everything will be just fine in the end. And if it's not just fine, it's because it's not the end. And I love that. I actually think that's really smart and wise, and I hang on to that in a lot of things. And so everything is going to be just fine in the end, and we're not at the end of this yet. So that's why it doesn't feel fine. Um, Isn't that just so precious? I'm really sorry if that's annoying. I normally am a person who finds the silver lining and the glittery pink squishy center of the worst pile of dog crap in the world. But this has been hard for even me. Um, I have been crabby and irritable and frustrated and just out of sorts. And, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm healthy right now. And I have a billion blessings. But the uncertainty is something that is very difficult for – well, it's difficult for everyone – um, and for how I operate, which was very routined, um, it's just an extra layer of difficulty. I am not nimble and I've been working on becoming more nimble and I have not succeeded. And so this is hard and I know I'm not the only one and, you know, I have to qualify that of course, by saying I have it easier than a lot of people. It's all, um, it's all relative. But anyway, I just want to be transparent and say, this hasn't been easy for me either. I don't have an answer for everything and I'm not always up and happy all the time. And this has been a big test for me. And so my toolbox of coping skills, so many of the ones I reach for first and most often are not available to me anymore. If you're in an area like I am, my gyms are closed. I can't work out, which is a huge source of um, comfort for me. And I cope that way. That's how I relax is by destroying my body with sweat. So I can't do that. Um, I love to meet my friends for coffee. Can't do that. Like to go out to dinner sometimes. Can't do that. Um, I like to go shopping. Can't do that. 
so I'm left with just like, okay, what else is in this toolkit? What else can I do to feel good, to feel calm, to feel productive, and to make good use of my time? And so I've come up with some things, and I'm just going to share them. These are things that I have personally just grabbed onto this week, and and some tools that I grab onto all the time. But I've had to I've been tested, um, in in utilizing them. So I'm just going to go through these and talk about in real terms, kind of what's been going on. So first of all, I've had to say to myself so many times to calm down. I have gotten myself in such a tizzy mentally over just what about this and what about money and what about you know my job and what about my parents and my parents are traveling and just all of these what ifs that I don't have answers for. Never going to have an answer. Just have to wait and see how some things play out. So I've had to just say, Kristen, calm down. And sometimes just stopping and exhaling and saying, okay, I can only control certain things. I have to stop thinking about this. It's helpful. So I've just had to tell myself to calm down. And also, I don't have a TV, so that's not a problem. But going online and reading headlines and reading updates multiple times a day just started to really mess with me. So um, my advice here, calm down, turn off the TV, stop checking if you're checking erratically and spontaneously and obsessively like I was. Um, And then food. I have seen, I've seen so many posts um, from people talking about now they're stuck at home and they've been eating all the things and eating their stress and eating their feelings and boredom eating and they're off routine and they don't know what to eat for lunch and they've got their kids home and it's, it's really hard to adjust to all of a sudden everyone being home. I get it. And food, food is a reliable source of comfort, entertainment, taste, um, and there's something instinctive in us as human beings um, to want when we feel shaky to want to ground ourselves, and so we reach often for foods that are heavy or warm and comforting because we want to ground, feel grounded. And so it's not abnormal. Also, that lizard brain that we have, um, it, it feels very threatened right now because things are so out of the ordinary. And our brain really loves routine and it's really good at routine and creating patterns that are um, voluntary. And right now, most of us are doing things very involuntarily. We're having to put effort into our routines and our thoughts and our minds. I mean, like I just said, to tell myself to calm down when normally I don't have to even say it. I'm just calm. So that lizard brain is feeling threats everywhere. And one of the things it says is to eat that. It says kill that, mate with that, or eat that. And so when you're feeling stressed and your anxiety is high, grabbing food is an instinct. So if you find yourself a few days into this and you're feeling gross and sluggish and maybe fat and bloated because you've been eating too much or eating processed foods or sugary foods or fattening foods or ordering pizza, whatever it is. You can stop that now. Um, You really can. And so making a food plan is a really powerful tool. And this is not a time where you need to like go on a diet 
and make life difficult. But when I say food plan, I mean, what is the thing that you've been doing these past few days that is just, you're like, okay, I can't, I can't keep doing that. Most of us have one or two things that we're doing that we normally don't, or we're eating that we normally don't, that is not making us feel good. Identify what it is and put a rule around it. So for instance, if you're finding that you're just eating all day, maybe you need to just put a time parameter on the times of day that you eat so that you say, okay, I'm going to eat from 9 to 11, 12 to 1, and 6 to 9. And then if it's not those hours, you just said, nope, I don't eat during this time. And so you're just simply putting a, a gate around that thing that is really tripping you up right now. Perhaps you're just grabbing a handful of candy out of the kids' candy dish every time you go in the kitchen because you're like, oh, I'm so stressed. Maybe the rule is just, I don't eat out of that candy dish anymore. So it doesn't mean that you can't have candy. It doesn't mean that you can't do all the other things that aren't a problem right now. It just means that thing that you're doing to cope, you can put a rule around it. Perhaps you say, you know what? I can eat out of that candy dish. I can have one thing a day. And just making a rule, making a plan, it can just make you feel in control again. And so you're not going balls to the walls. That's just adding to the problems that you are having to deal with. They always say when if you have seven problems and then you eat a bunch of crap, you just have eight problems. Um, eating a bunch of crap, eating unhealthy things solves nothing. It just adds to the list. So um, food is comforting. It's easy to get high on food. And now that you're with your family all the time, if that's the case, you know maybe you're having family dinners more and you don't want to be the one eating salad. So don't. Um, this is a crazy time. And this is all uncharted territory. So be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And that involves fueling your body with really good foods and putting putting a wall or construction cones or whatever the visual in your head is that helps you to think about gating off that food or food behavior so that you don't just end up in the mud there and finding yourself day after day feeling grosser or more sluggish, etc. So make some food rules, make a food plan. It's it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, something else that you can do, because I've been doing this, is to start getting creative. If you spark a part of your mind that otherwise is rather dormant, it can really help A, distract you, and B, make you feel productive, maybe if you're feeling bored. So I had this idea because I was working out in the garage and there was a hula hoop and I couldn't do it. And it made me mad because I'm like, I'm a college-educated grown-up. I should be able to do this. The kids on this block can all hula hoop, and here's me. Can't do it. So I decided the hula hoop was defective, and then I walked away. But then I was like, you know, I could learn how. So I started looking on YouTube, and there's tons of videos on how to hula hoop. And so I'm practicing, and I'm still really terrible, but I'm learning how to do it, and I'm getting a teeny tiny little bit better. And at least I have... I have the format to practice. So think of something that you want to do and learn. Maybe it's not like a thing like that, but maybe you've always wanted to make a meringue. Look up how to make a meringue and make a meringue with your kids or your spouse or by yourself. Or maybe there's something annoying broken in your house. Maybe you could Google how to fix it and you could fix it. Or 
one other thing I want to do, and I just don't have this stuff right now, I want to learn how to make balloon animals. So I'm going to do that this year for sure. I might get that done while I'm quarantined too, but um, learn something new. I also highly recommend the app Duolingo. I love Duolingo. I'm learning Spanish and I'm basically fluent now. I can say like, um, I don't know, buen, buenos noches, señor, right? See, fluent. Um, no, actually, I know like 500 words, but I'm too embarrassed to try it here in case I screwed up real bad. But anyway, Duolingo, it's an app on your phone. You can also um, have an account just on your computer and you can learn so many different languages. It's fun. It's interactive. It makes it really fun. So learn a language, at least enough to be able to feel like you could go on vacation to wherever and, you know, have greetings and know how to order coffee and that kind of thing. So learn, get creative. Number four, quattro, actually. (laughs) You see what I did there? Um, Go outside. Um, Go outside in the fresh air. Fresh air is the most beautiful thing. Um, And you know, a lot of us that work in offices all the time, we don't get much fresh air. So take advantage of it. Maybe take your coffee out to your front step in the morning and drink it outside. Or if you're not in Minnesota or it's stupid cold, um, maybe just walk around the block. If you're not used to do that, you know, maybe take a chair outside and make a phone call while you're sitting outside or take your laptop outside for just even a few minutes, but just go outside, get some fresh air. I've been doing that and it's just been really clearing my brain. Um, I did that on the first couple of days. I, I, I just, it made me feel like I was small and the earth was big and beautiful and the sun was going to come up and rise and then it was going to set again no matter what was going on. And it was very grounding. So go outside. Number five, work out. Work out and move your body. If you always work out, you may be freaking out like me because your gym is closed, but that's no excuse to not do anything. And if you don't normally work out, this is the time to start because endorphins are a free drug that make you feel good. And movement is great for your body's immunity. So start moving. It can be as simple as walking. It can be as simple as jogging, whatever it is. Move your body. Um, I suggest so that you don't add to the stress of life. If you're going to do workouts at home or, or start them, Start with or do workouts that you like. So for me, I'm making these circuits for the garage because I have to work out at home and I want to work out really hard because that's what I do. And so I'm only doing my favorite moves and I'm only doing them in amounts of time that I like because I want to, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like working out at home. I hate it. I hate it, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm going to do it anyway. That's what I do. So the least I can do is make it something that I don't dread with everything in me. So I just pick all my favorite moves and I think about how I want to do them and how long I want to do them and we crank music and I just get it done. So do your favorite things. Um, Also, some suggestions. Jillian Michaels' app is really awesome because you can pick one of her workouts and if there's a move in the workout you can't do, you can swap it out for something you can do. Or if it's a move you hate, you can swap it out for a different one. It'll give you a list of options. And then you can hit play and it'll play your workout for you and it's 
you know, basically customizable. It's awesome. She also has seven minute workouts. And so if you're just getting started and you've never really worked out, you can do anything for seven minutes. Or if you just simply want to, a good goal if you're working at home is maybe you get up every other hour and you do a seven minute workout and you do three or four of those in a day. You can break it up. Her app is awesome. She's a badass. She's awesome. Also, Peloton is offering 90 days for free on their app, which normally they offer 30 days free. So 90 days is a long time. In Peloton, you don't have to have a Peloton bike to use their app. Their app has yoga classes, strength classes. They have cycling classes you can do on any kind of stationary bike and treadmill interval workouts, lots of different workouts. So Go online. There are tons of fitness instructors and apps that are offering free workouts when normally you have to pay or extended trials. So there's just no reason not to work out if that's what you want to do. It's not fun to work out at home if you normally don't. I get it. I hate it. But you know what? Your body still needs it. And we don't always get to do what we want to do. I just, I like eye roll because I I hate it (laughs) and I'm such a baby about it. And once I get going, I don't hate it, but I just don't enjoy working out at home. Working out with people was, was the kicker for me that made me love working out. I used to hate it and then I started going to the gym and I had a workout buddy and then I started CrossFit and then I moved into group fitness and that is when it just clicked for me. The community aspect of it, I go to see my friends. And the workout is a side effect. And so that being gone for me has just been really hard. And so I'm doing it anyway. And so you have to too. Ha ha. <laughs> but make it fun. Do it lights you up. It's what I always say anyway. Uh, number six, this is really important, is to stick to a routine or make one. My routine is destroyed. So I've had to make a new routine. And sometimes you have to make a new routine every day, which is sounds like such an oxymoron because, well, it is. But um, it's really important that you have some semblance of a foundation, I think, right now. At least for me, it is. So this weekend, the extent of my routine, I've only been able to plan half a day at a time. That's all I've been able to predict. And that's been hard, but that in and of itself has been grounding to say, okay, before noon, I'm going to do this, this, and then this. And then afternoon, I will deal with the rest of the things. But having a routine is a way to keep your mind organized and to keep everyone kind of moving forward and in the right direction. So make a routine or stick to the one you have if that's possible. Number seven, um, there's a lot of people working from home now that normally didn't before. Um, So if you work from home, number one, there's a lot of resources online right now as well, articles and bloggers. Bloggers work from home all the time, and a lot of them are posting really great how-to guides on how to be productive and how to set up your day working from home. PaleyOMG.com, I love her, Julie Bauer. Um, you can find her also on Instagram. Her stories are awesome. You need to follow PaleoMG. She's so funny. And a lot of people that follow her and me say that I'm a lot like her. And that's the greatest compliment ever. She's awesome. And her dog, Jackson, is adorbs. Anyway, she has some great posts about working from home tips. And um, 
I've worked from home at least one day a week for a long time. A lot of times two days a week. I work remotely a lot. I love working remotely. That has not been a struggle. In fact, I love, love, love that I get to work remotely all the time right now. I'm a lot more productive because I can stay focused on one thing without distractions or with other people. Um, It's a lot harder than I thought though knowing that I'm not going to go into the office and see my coworkers. I have amazing coworkers. I love them. And so knowing I will not see them is really hard versus just choosing to work at home a couple of days a week. But my number one tip for working from home, and this sounds so trivial, but it's to get ready for the day. On the days that I get up like normal as if I'm going to work and I shower and I wash my face and I put makeup on and sort of kind of do my hair. And sometimes like today I even put on earrings, even though I was going nowhere. Um, But getting ready for the day in some way, it really sets your mind up for a successful, productive day. I highly encourage you not to wear your pajamas all day. It might be novel at first, but let me tell you, it starts to get a little grungy. So if, if at the very least, maybe have a work from home set of pajamas that you change into or something. But getting ready for the day really syncs up your mind and body. So I highly recommend that. And all of the online tips that I have seen have included that. So I'm not making that up. It's it's highly encouraged by most people who work from home. Also, Jenna Fail, if you follow her on Instagram, she's also amazing. I love her. I also love her pets. I like people who post their pets because I post my pet, but Jenna Fail also has good resources on working from home. She um, runs her Instagram first form business from home, obviously. So check those out, but get ready for the day. Um, Number eight, keep in touch with your top three or four people. So the people that matter most to you, keep in close touch with them. We need each other. So text them, call them, email them, and make it a point to talk about something other than what's going on in the world. You know, like, like what, like pretend like nothing is wrong in the world and there's no virus. What would you normally talk about? Try to talk about those things. Try to keep some semblance of normalcy within your relationships. And, um, and, and also take this time to give extra love and compliments. Like make sure you tell people that you love them and you care about them. This is a bonding time for all of us, but keep in close touch with your top people. They want to hear from you as well. Um, it's really grounding and comforting to know that things are unpredictable, but people and relationships and love between human beings, it's, it's real. It's really real and we can count on it and we can hold on tight to it when everything else feels a little off. So keep in touch with those loves in your life. Number nine, this is a little weird sounding, but this really gave me pause. Think about the what ifs just enough to get a clear view of what you would really change if this was going to be something life-ending. Now, it sounds dramatic, and that was actually a really long tip name. But I was just getting ready the other day, and I was like, you know what? If I'm going to die soon, I'm really pissed that I've been eating clean and working out so hard. I'm going to die anyway, like what, next week or something. I was really pissed. And I was like, you know, that is terrible. 
I should be living my life in such a way that if I died next week, that I was living my best life. And so I took some time to think about that. And I concluded that, you know, even if I die next week, I'm really glad that I've taken care of my body and I got it into shape after abusing it by being obese for so long. So I don't regret any of the time that I have worked out or exercised or moved my body. But you know what I do regret? I do regret that I have been so strict on my diet because I have cut out a lot of things that I really do enjoy. And I think it was important for me to do so for a period of time. But going forward, I am going to schedule in and plan more times where I do get to enjoy foods that really light me up. And I've learned how to control them so that I don't binge on them anymore, but I've still chosen not to have them. And that is going to change. And I'm also going to try to keep in better touch with my family. My family's had a rough year. I've had a rough year with my relationships with my family. Talked about that in previous podcasts. But there are some members of my family that it's just time that we heal and we move forward. And um, that's something that if I died next week, like I would want to know that I had taken those steps and done my part to start moving toward healing. And um, I definitely would wear my fancy clothes more often. I have so many pretty clothes that I just don't wear because it's not a special enough of an occasion. But now I swear to you, as soon as I can get out of this house and go somewhere, I'm wearing my nicest stuff. So all that to say, think about those things like that would come up for you if you were to have that conversation with yourself. If my life ended truly next week, what are the things that I'm really glad I'm doing for my body or for my life that are hard, but I, I really do feel good about them? And what are some things that, you know, I really want these in my life? And adjust. It's a good time to take some inventory right now. Number 10, this has been so fun. I have been writing cards and letters like crazy. This is something that I've done for a long time. Um, I've done a few a week. I was doing two or three a day for a while, but um, it's a way for me to stop, grab a pen, a silly card or a fun card, and just write some words to people I love and care about and put them in the mail. Because getting mail that's not a bill or junk is so much fun and it just doesn't happen very often. So um, some of the things I've mailed have just been on notebook paper. I've just written an old-fashioned letter, just talking about my day, talking about my dog, asking like, hi, how are you? I am fine. It's fun. And if you have extra time right now, it's a really great way to just connect with your thoughts, slow down and write them with a pen on paper instead of texting or emailing, and putting them in an envelope and Putting a 50 stamps are 50 cents right now, you guys. I can't even believe that, but put a stamp on it and send it off. It's delightful. And so, I don't know, just go through your contact list and maybe pick a person a day to send a note to. If you don't have note cards, make them or just literally use notebook paper. If I got a letter in the mail on notebook paper, I'd be so stoked. I wouldn't be like, wow, what is this? This is janky. No, I would love it. Hint, hint, send me mail. Anyway, um, I really, really love doing that. When I was little, my family moved to Florida for a little while, and my grandma was so sad. And she would send us cards in the mail all the time. And she would 
buy the red licorice the sh- that was shaped like shoestrings. They still sell it some places, but shoestring licorice. And she would put one shoestring licorice in the card and it would mail with a normal stamp. And so we would get a card from grandma and there'd be one shoestring licorice in there and we'd eat it. And I'll never forget that. And I was tiny. I was two or three when we moved to Florida. And so I remember that. And then other times she would mail a stick of gum in the card. I loved that. So if there's something little like that you can tuck in, how fun is that? I might start sending like random things like a toothpick or like a pop bottle um, cap or something really silly random and just to be stupid and silly. I mean, how fun is that? So some of you that know me really well, watch your mail. You might be getting something random from me. (laughs) I should send a hair. Wouldn't that be so gross (laughs) to like send a wad of hair? Anyway, that reminds me, I remember the episode of Girls. If you ever watched the show on HBO, Girls, it's really, really a filthy show, but um, really good. And for Hannah's birthday, her boyfriend gave her a necklace that he made um, by attaching one of his teeth (laughs) to a chain and she loved it and she wore it. So I'm not sending any of you a tooth, but that was funny. Anyway, so a lot of schools are closed now. And so the kids are home and parents are having to homeschool them, have them do lessons. And I don't even know how some people are managing with that because there are a lot of people who can't work at home. And so their kids are just at home. And I don't even know how that's all working out, but it's stressing a lot of people out. And having been homeschooled, I it's totally normal for me to think about learning at home. But for kids that have never done that before, it's totally disruptive. And if you've never had to educate your kids at home, it's really stressful and more so for some than others. But I just want to put it out there that if your kid's school is closed the rest of the school year, it's going to be okay. They're going to be fine. There is nothing that they're missing right now that they can't learn later that's going to affect their life. I was homeschooled and I didn't learn anything um, a lot of days. (laughs) And I'm just fine. So just, you know, let them play. Drink some wine. Let them play. It's going to be fine. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just you can get creative again. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but my mom, a lot of the things that my mom did to teach us, the things that have been the most helpful, um, you know, I didn't understand geography in Alaska connecting to Canada and all of that, but you know, that didn't hurt me. Um, but what really helped me was my mom would have us make recipes. And so we learned fractions, you know, doubling a recipe or having a recipe. And so practical things that taught us things uh, that were useful in life, um, you can find creative ways. So if the lessons and all the stuff they're sending home is like too much, I don't know what the parameters are, but perhaps you can sub in some real life stuff, you know, and like really helpful things for you as a parent, like how many strokes with that mop and bucket does it take to clean the whole floor? You know, stuff like that. Put them to work. (laughs) Anyway, thanks so much for joining me today. This has been an episode I never really thought that I would do because who saw this stuff coming? But, um, I just want to be transparent. I just want to let you know that those of us who are extroverts and those of us who are often up, up, up all the time, 
um, often we are not. And it's just as hard for us as people who maybe operate on the other end of the spectrum of emotional upness, <laughs> as it were. Um, but we're all in this together, and I really hope that we can all just learn and grow and find new and more useful, healthy ways to cope with anxiety and fear and stress and changes. Who knows what else is going to happen? Week to week of recording this podcast, it just it's just astounding to me how different things are today than they were last Sunday when I was recording a podcast. So here's hoping for a good week. Here's hoping for just health and wellness and well-being for all of us as we're just navigating this together. So have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Do you love this podcast? Please consider sharing it with a friend. Please consider posting it on your social media or linking it on your Facebook. The podcasting world is huge and it's really hard for this podcast to make it into the hands of more people outside of my personal social circle. So please share it. Please share it with someone that you know has never heard of me or this podcast, and it would really mean a lot to me. You can reach out to me directly too on Instagram, destination underscore begin. You can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear show ideas. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts and follow-up questions. It's really fun to interact with all of you here in podcast world.